first today to a vital part of our economic life, an essence of capitalism really, company reporting season, which is code for transparency in business, at least in principle, whereby companies listed on the stock exchange and funded by other people's money have to account for themselves to outline how they're faring. Now, this satisfies the central principle that no investor should have advantage over another investor due to withheld information. The law steps in if that occurs. So these regular reporting periods, twice a year mostly, which a lot might regard as rather dull, pretty important. What is likely to emerge in this rather strange year to give us a sense of how our economy is working, how our superannuation, for instance, is faring? Well, Sarah Dankert is a senior business reporter for the Age and Sydney Morning Herald, and she's joining us for some forecasting. Hello there, Sarah. G'day, Geraldine. How are you? Good. Do, do you look forward to reporting season? Oh, a bit of trepidation. It's a lot of work for business re- business reporters. It's a, a flurry of announcements. Some reporters will be juggling two to three results on a single day, um, often within the same sector. So that can help for comparative analysis between two companies, but it's a busy time for all of us, yes. I mean, before reporting season, um, there's t- it's twice a year mostly. There's a little bit of variation mm. on that, isn't there? Some people report in August and um, 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 later rather, and, and some have different sort of comply with American um, end of year yes. thing. But generally it's twice a year for us, isn't it? Yes, it is. There's some um, miners that will and banks will produce quarterly reports. I think that's because if you think about the four big banks, they're so um, widely held. There's a lot of you know Australians who actually hold bank shares, and they'd like to have those more regular updates on how the banks or Rio Tinto um, in the mining sector is performing. So they report quarterly. Now, before reporting season as such, this um, confession season, you could say, were there any interesting trends or surprises to your eyes? Yeah, there have been a few interesting trends. I mean, I think there was it was expected to a certain extent, but I think the severity of some of the warnings so that have come out um, have been quite severe. So in confession season, as you know, that's when companies uh, have to come out before the August results and go, oh, we told you things were going quite well and uh, they're not going as well as we, we thought they were going. And one of the key groups in that has been Harvey Norman. So, you know, ubiquitous with its advertising, um, if you, if, you know, if if you watch commercial media, there's ads in every newspaper. But Harvey Norman's warned that its um, earnings will be 25% to 30% lower as the market starts to soften up and people start to go, well, do I need a new television? Do I need mm. a new fridge right now? And that's part of the the slowdown in the overall economy is starting to be seen in the results of Harvey Norman. Again, Domino's came out in June with a warning that its growth was far lower than expected. I thought that was a particularly and- interesting one, that one. Absolutely, they had they had overpriced their market. They had um, gone in and their competitors had slashed um, prices. So then they had gone gone in and slashed their prices, upset their franchisees, lifted the price of pizza a bit more, and no one, um, not many people, wanted their pizzas as much. It was quite fascinating. Well, it was the first real sign of of a change of you know like Friday pizza night sort of thing um, that, that they mm. weren't being delivered to the same extent. So that was a very interesting indication. Mm. What are analysts? Apart from that real front-facing business, I suppose you could say, what are ELSA analysts keeping their eyes on? Yeah, so there's going to be a big split between, and we've already touched on that, between non-discretionary consumer-facing businesses 
um, and discretionary ones. So Harvey Norman, discretionary. But um, groups like supermarkets and healthcare groups, which are non-discretionary, we all need groceries. People who need sleep apnea machines will continue to need sleep apnea machines. So companies like ResMed, which sell sleep apnea machines, companies like Coles, Woolworths, they're actually doing very, very well. Again, companies like um, Travel because we were so limited on our travel. So we, you, people would have seen Qantas is tipping a bumper mm. profit. But Flight Centre is shares, I think, have recovered something like 60%. I mean, poor old Flight Centre had a terrible pandemic. Mm. Um, so th- these travel groups are booming along. Insurance is doing very, very well. Um, uh, perhaps that's reflective of the caution that people are taking around their their lives that they're thinking about insuring. Look, I was surprised at that, to be honest. <laughs> I, I was a bit too, actually. I was like, yeah, it's 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 a it's an interesting one given that there's been a lot of criticism on the value of insurance recently. I as thought well. people were ditching a lot of their insurance, so it, it was quite yeah, it didn't quite fit to me. I think it's a fewer claims. So I think that it's it's a situation where they not might not be as selling as many policies, but fewer of us uh, um, have been making as many large claims. And a lot of those general insurers, they get really banged up during the floods. They'll, um, I mean, not as bad as the poor people who suffer through the floods, but those insurance companies will take large write-downs during catastrophic weather events. And I think, you know, fingers crossed the last six months has been okay on that front in Australia for them. Look, is it a bit tricky for businesses to claim they are doing well? Like in the the current climate, with a lot of people stretched, um, it, it could be, you could look like you're gouging. Yeah, and that is that is such an interesting point. Um, so it's it's a bit of a fringe policy, but the CFMEU has called for a super profits tax, and there's a bit of a murmur about that, about whether, you know, um, given these super profits, then play into the inflation um, element uh, situation that then is pushing interest rates higher. The more and more hugely profitable companies we see, the more and more people start to sort of narrow their eyes and go well, you know, is this necessarily the best thing for everyone? And the key one of those, which I think everyone's going to be watching, are the supermarkets. The supermarkets have been promising us that they've been dropping and locking prices. And yet there's a lot of other evidence outside of the supermarkets that um, grocery prices have been going up and up and up, and people are really stretched at the moment. Mm. Um, And I wonder about the what it does tell us about whether the economy is treading that narrow path towards a soft landing that we heard so much talk about, particularly uh, by uh, the Governor Philip Lowe in this era, well, of of dropping inflation but rising uh, interest rates, uh, or are we heading towards a hard landing of a recession? I mean, what's your instinct? Are these, um, is this reporting season going to give us any more clear guidance? Yeah, I think we'll get. Uh, like, I think it'll be clearer. I don't think it'll be necessarily like perfect clarity. I think that, that it's going to be a sector by sector situation, and also to a certain extent, company by company. Um, as I mentioned, there's going to be some retailers that are going to be quite poorly. Um, apparel retailers aren't going to be do, do, doing um, doing as well. There's also. Um, so, but the, there will be a soft landing for many, many companies. Where I think there's going to be a hard landing is in this least sort of, 
you know, spoken about a bit of the listed company cohort, which is these listed property trusts. These are commercial landlords. Mm. We've already seen some unlisted groups starting to freeze redemptions. There's a huge problem with the valuations of these office towers that are now half empty malls where retailers are shutting down. So there's going to be, and interest rates, of course, affect property landlords like they affect um, any other mortgage holder. So they are really at the the face of the fire here, and it's going to be interesting to see how they report the outlooks they give and any fragility in that because when we had economic problems previously in the 1990s, that was the first domino to fall. Mm. the commercial property guys. So it is concern. Yeah, we recorded we reported on that a few weeks back. And we just should say, mm. I mean, when you say redemptions, it sounds nice. It's people trying to get their money out and they yes. can't get their money out. I mean, there's nothing more sensitive than that. Um, Absolutely. Mm. Uh, okay, so in, in just a very quick summary then, in terms of you looking ahead and for people wondering about how it's all panned out, it's, it's a quite a mixed bag you're describing. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a mixed bag because if you if you actually cut through the language people are using, they're using phrases like weaker profit growth. That's not a loss-making business. That's a company that's still profitable and their profits are still growing. It's just not growing as well as it was previously. And I think that's a level of context that people do have to use when they look at these results. You know, sometimes the language will seem really negative, but actually if you look at it in a really cut and dry sort of way, it's, you know, it's hardly a disaster. Mm. There will be disasters though. Yeah. Well, yes, although it has been interesting to see how people have been really quite upbeat, almost like they can hardly write the words they're writing and think, really, I think we think it's not going to be too bad. Look, Sarah, thank you very much indeed for joining us and making that all clearer. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Sarah Dankert is a senior business reporter for The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.